They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Come back. Baby, come back. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. But a bye bye bye. Hello, bye, hello, bye. ho, hello, ho, ho, ho. Oh, do batters. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a new format where we're splitting the interviews and our chat. But we forgot that. So at the beginning of this interview, this episode, we talk about interviewing Andy Jones. But it was quite funny and it led into the rest of our conversation. So we're going to keep that in. But we're not doing Andy Jones. This is just us. There you go. Does that make sense? No, of course it doesn't make any sense at all. So but, sorry but about we, that. Just to confuse things, we do do interview Andy Jones, but that's not in this episode. <laughs> it might be behind us. It might be ahead of us. We don't know. I mean, <laughs> we, we don't, don't make the rules. We make the rules, but we don't really make any consistent rules. So um, hopefully that explains nothing. There you go. Cheers, Nick. Bye 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 bye. Hello, David Hellard. Oh, we've got Prof Andy Jones back on the podcast today. We uh, we didn't have enough, enough time of him last time. We didn't have enough time of him this time because he's a busy man. And uh, but he we moves quick. We speak... he moves fast. <laughs> he does. He does. Well, he's going for something. It's quite interesting because well, we, he. So if you don't know who who Prof Jones is, Prof J, he is the man who brought us the beetroot diet. Uh, thanks for that, Dr. J. Uh, but he, uh, he also, um, he is known as the physiologist of Paula Ratcliffe in the past. He's also been the physiologist to the Nike Sub 2 challenge, and he's written a paper all about that. So we talked to him to go into further detail about, uh, partly to understand what it was like, what Elliot's like, you know, what, how good these top athletes are, but also what we can take away from this, like what we can steal for Jody's sub four project. So that is all to come. <laughs> but it's really sick. He's um, so uh, Prof. James is in one of the sub three marathon groups. Right. And he's trying to break sub three because I don't remember the last interview we talked to him. Uh, rather, I guess embarrassingly, he blew up when he when he did the marathon. He hit the wall. Like he got his nutrition wrong, which given that he's meant to be like <laughs> one of the leading experts on physiology. So he's now trying to break sub three because he used to be a pretty tidy. I mean, he's still a very good runner, but he was really tidy, uh, you know, England level when he was a yeah. junior. And he's trying to refine that glory uh, with a sub three marathon. And so it's quite interesting when he goes into these groups, and because of my settings, I I get told when some people post in certain groups, like friends. And I just love the fact that not everyone in the group knows his pedigree and his knowledge and his experience. And so he'll sometimes be mentioning something or asking something. And I just I just delight in seeing the answers. Oh, what, when people it. are trying to tell him, trying to, trying to explain <laughs> stuff to him. 
Oh, that must be <laughs> yeah. insane. That must be insane. Yeah. It must be like that situation um, during COVID where someone on Twitter uh, said to Stephen King, have you even read The Stand? <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was just one, it was it, it epitomized, but it just epitomizes the internet, which I imagine is exactly yeah. the same thing. Because if you're an expert, so you just sit back, you just sit back and watch people come at you with absolute rubbish so you can just deliver the, oh, Oh yeah, um, I'm the nutritionist for. Uh, I, I sort out <laughs> Elliot Kipchoge's um, nutrition. Now I have got I've got a lot to talk about today. There's been a lot going on, um, but I want to start off with something that I think is genuinely really bad that hasn't sunk with my laptop, even though I did it on my phone this morning. So Briggs has got herself a new watch. Um, obviously. I think that Polar watches are the best because Polar uh, gave me a free watch. So uh... <laughs> is that the? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> but they are they are that's sexy the, and they... that's a great criteria. That's a great great <laughs> criteria. But they they do have power and they look damn sexy. Um, yeah. But um, Briggsy's treated herself with um, with a, a, a new Garmin mainly because it can pay at checkouts for coffees when she goes on a run um that's that's the the main reason why she spent well i i'm going to say that she's probably spent 10 pounds a coffee on how often she'll use that to be able to not take a note in her pocket a card in her pocket it's too much hassle for briggsy but she was running back from work and having a lovely time in the sun and she got back home and her watch said Poor performance, minus two. <laughs> Bloody judgmental bastard. But she's not, she's not set up, she's not, she's not following a training plan. She doesn't believe she's signed up to any kind of structured feedback as an automatic feedback response. But we always talk about how runners never, they, you know, the 80-20 rule, runners never slow run slowly they're slow days um they're too competitive they think they've got to run and so and how easy is it is it is to get injured if you just push it too hard for too many days in a row and yet garmin it like for people's mental health if you're a new runner because she's she could be a new runner as as far as garmin though because it's a new watch imagine that you've just gone for a run you've had a lovely time and then your watch is slagging you off Maybe that's my job. Maybe, Back maybe off, Garmin. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when she puts her age into it, they recognise her as a millennial, and they go, "Okay, we switch into the millennial program." We know that <laughs> the only thing you're going to respond to is trolling, and so that's how and that's how it works. We put it in. It's like you're Gen X. There's nothing we can say to you that you're going to be bothered about. And so you maybe his program, his program is 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 generational in how it actually responds to you. That would be that's good, amazing. wouldn't it? That's amazing because I I yeah. didn't find it weird. I, I ages and ages ago I had one of the um, the uh, the Nike running thing, and whenever mm. you did a and I don't know if they still do this. It, it seems shit enough that for them to still do this. But whenever you'd run like your fastest five k or something, Paula Radcliffe would go, "Oh, well done, your fastest five k," or "You've set a new record," or, or something like that, and you'd be like, oh, "That's okay. pretty cool." 
okay, that's pretty cool and stuff like that. And it, and it would, there'd be a small element of thinking, oh, that's, that's quite nice, you know, and you try and do it again and, and that kind of stuff. Who, when you ran your worst run, who was that? <laughs> ben Johnson, he goes, should have taken drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I no, we're joking about it. I like, but... I like, I like, I like the idea. The thing is, it, there's a lot of stuff um, where AI and computers they give a lot of feedback that you don't ask for a lot of mm. the time. And this is when you when you have kids, you realise the amount of stuff that talks and the weird stuff that they say. Like, I don't, th- I honestly don't think that some of the people who create these things are necessarily runners or mm. they or or they've ever been in the situations where these things are being used they're creating it from a purely functional perspective um frida had a picnic basket when she was young a talking picnic basket <laughs> and it used to say to her i love you i love you come play with me and i'm like that's a strong emotion for a picnic basket isn't it I mean, I what just would don't you have to do whoever... to the picnic basket? What would reward you with the "I love you"? I just using it, picking it up. I know, just using it. You know, but I think I don't think people who who create these things think about the effect that say like something like that would would have on you. They probably just think of them a purely like, from a functional perspective. If I'm a you know I'm completely emotionless and I'm looking this in a completely normal way, then um in, in a way that's you know devoid of emotion, then yeah, maybe I have lost some uh, you know aerobic ability by not doing this. I, I wonder I wonder how much they think about um things like behavioral economics and stuff like that when when they're designing these things and when they're designing you know, what is the what is the impact of of doing this it's really easy to do encouraging stuff but not mm. every like I don't respond to encouragement I respond to being trolled that's just that's that's the thing it and, and really aggressive trolling as well like the thing that will get me to do the thing that i need to do will military style shouting at me until i do it that's kind of what i need encouragement is not why they different people but you should be able to set that like on a g like on a, a like yeah. um, a gps type thing you should know what your own motivation it shouldn't go you look like the type who could take a bit of abuse <laughs> But do we have any picnic basket manufacturers who can make Jody a negative trolling picnic basket? <laughs> stop, be... stop eating, you fat fuck. Don't feed me. Don't feed me. <laughs> oh, back Only again. Scary. Back again. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. But maybe, maybe it's picked up on the fact that she is running and buying a coffee halfway through it. Which is probably why she's being marked down. Do you think it could tell from the price structure of Costa Coffee that this was a like a frapper frappolati? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Coffee. I think it can do that. Everything's connected. It's the Internet of Things, isn't it? Everything is connected. It's probably it's probably tied up to. She's probably got some kind of genetic disease that she doesn't realise she's got. But the this. The, this watch has the Garmin is connected to her medical records and is combining all this different data and and, and she doesn't realize that you know she's, she's, she's saying i've got to marry her fast before the heart attack kicks in <laughs> well but i don't know she's I, got, but... if she's got if she's got some dodgy genetic disease i wouldn't i would i, I you might it Ooh. might be a good idea you've put off this marriage and everything adopt adopt <laughs> but um 
But I, I do think genuinely for some, if you're a new runner and if you think about how difficult some, well, how difficult running is when you first start and also how you feel slow when you're coming back from injury, when there's so many circumstances when people are running and they've not wanted to run and you've had to battle to do that run, to then be told that at the end of your run, just when you've got that runner's high, just, it's really bad. It's really irresponsible. And like, we can laugh about it, but that would genuinely change whether people would carry on running, some people. It's weird. Is it, I mean, is it, is it a setting then? It's a, it's a weird thing. Don't know. Like, because tra training effect, it is training effect. That's a... Um... That's Sinto thing, training effect, or is that a Garmin thing? I can't remember. But, you know, they, there are different options, aren't there? That, and they're their own algorithms for, for creating it. But it's totally true. People respond to different things. Like you say, when you're, when you're kind of starting out and you've not mm. done it before, um, then, yeah, you obviously, some people need encouragement. Um, if you're coming back to it, you know, there must be some kind of, kind of clever, clever algorithm to say, you know, how much or how close you are to to how you were i mean that would be you know that would be a useful thing but these this should all this could all be settings but, but that only makes sense if you're trying for a tempo run and you want to know how you've done so according to this fascist garmin there is no such thing as a recovery run no, like yeah, you're not, none. you do not, there's, you do, like, it's like, there's no such thing as running for pleasure. There's no point, there's just, the, it, basically it's the Goggins, it's the Goggins <laughs> You You will not enjoy running because you shouldn't oh, enjoy running because running is not Can we get Goggins on the Alexa? Oh my God. But um, do badness, who's, has anyone else had anything like this from their sports tech or even any tech? What is the weirdest or most potentially damaging thing that your tech has said to you any, any and how is that going to affect your children's future love life? I do think, I do think there is an opportunity for, um, for your, for your watch or your tech to be supportive in ways that you wouldn't normally think. So for example, if it could, if it hear, like, I know this is a bit weird, but if it hears someone heckling you, it could give you like an encouraging, nudge and go don't listen to them just ignore them <laughs> that, that would be quite nice wouldn't it yeah you know, because sometimes you but just even, need to hear that they all just go I, twats that, that would be that would i don't be know why useful. i don't know why because every morning all i want is when i go like alexa for the news or the weather her to go hey superstar that'd be nice right <laughs> hey tiger that'd be it cool would be, it would be nice yes yeah. why not you're killing what? it man. i know why you're not it because yeah, yeah. Oh, anytime, anytime Alexa hears laughter, she just goes, ha, ah, she laughs more and like, woo, way to go, champ. Something like that. <laughs> brilliant. D Man, D Man, letters at Bad Boy Running. What are your ideas? What's your feedback? What right. have you experienced? I've I've had an idea and I I've, I've had a thought about this for a while, and this is the perfect opportunity. What we should do is on the BBR store, we should sell um, encouraging, um, not not ringtones, encouraging uh, snippets that you can put on your phone and you can listen to when you need that boost. <laughs> or put, put on your partner's or enemy's phone when they need the opposite of a boost. Because I, I think this is, this is the opportunity. 
if you're at the start line and you, you spy someone who you want to beat, you go and you say, hey, hey, I've got a message from you from Bad Boy Running. <laughs> <laughs> you hand it to them really excitedly. They listen to it. You slow bastard. You are going to DNF today. And it's because you're a terrible person. But it's exactly, uh, moving on. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> By the way, if you're on your run right now, mm, you could be doing better. Minus two. You are Minus running two. like a co. You're running like a co. Eh? Like a co. <laughs> um, but we've got to talk about the, and I didn't think we were going to talk about this. We've got several reasons to talk about the, a marathon Olympic trials. And if you're not British, I still think this is interesting for you because I thought this was brilliant. You, you saw it, didn't you? Uh, I saw clips of it, and that's mainly because of the amount of people who, like do badders and other people, who heard the gout-related story and <laughs> sent me clips and <laughs> other stuff. You're now Mr. Gout, Mr. Gout. <laughs> I am Mr. Gout. <laughs> Dr. Gout, call me that. <laughs> So um, there was, so it was the Olympic selection in Kew Gardens and one of the runners, Johnny Meller, um, was supposed to be, supposed to be running, um, but forced to sit out because he got what is called a gout related ankle injury. And so you think, oh, that's a bit strange, a gout related ankle injury. So how did, how did that work? Of course, you know, as you'd expect, um, uh, Johnny Meller is not a um, Tudor king. And he doesn't, his diet doesn't consist of huge amounts of meat and wine. He, you know, I think he's, I think he's even teetotal or something. He barely drinks any alcohol. Um, but what he, this is, this is what he said. So basically he said that, um, they keep calling this a freak injury, which I think is hilarious. Um, but he was, he was hoping to, um, to, to run in order to sort of like get his place in the team. But, um, he, in January, he did a, a run, which he, it, it, they mentioned the conditions as though that's got something to do with it in snowy and icy <laughs> ground. And then his calf muscles felt a little tight afterwards. And then he, he slept in compression sleeves. And during the night, one of the sleeves rolled down and left a, a small indent in his leg. Um, so like, this is what he said. I woke up a bit sore the following day, but I'd run 24 miles. So I expected that I did a track session on Wednesday. And when I warmed up, I thought it didn't feel right. But again, marathon training and you run through nickels all the time. Toward the weekend, it began to swell and was presenting like a swollen ankle. Hadn't rolled my ankle, so it was strange. Had an Olympic trial to run, so I thought get on with it. But the following week, it went sore and swelled up like a balloon, red, angry, and really swollen. Uh, so he tried icing it. And so they looked at it, um, went to see a sports injury specialist, did a scan and everything, out, and diagnosed as gout. So yeah, he's 34. Um, and what, basically, I think the the... What he said is the crystals had irritated the fat pad behind the Achilles tendon and damaged his perineal tendon. And so he missed several days, had two injections into his ankle, um, which you have, I mean, I thought, well, Bruno, Bruno um, messaged me and said, oh, yeah, you know, do you hear about Johnny Mellon and stuff? I'm like, there's no way he can be running because there's no way you can run with gout because it is so mm. painful. Um, and then I found out he'd had these two two injections and still with the injections, it it, it kind of the you know it still doesn't do anything but what what we've got here we've got new information like nowhere in any of the guidelines about gout or anything is um cutting off circulation or compression be something that triggers it this is this is mm. this is completely new so they know something that none of us know 
Because this, you know, and that's the, that's the thing about Gal. It's just no one really knows anything. And the fact that you've got these people who are experts in this and they're only just discovering that whatever it is. I mean, there's, they're still not does this mean... sure that that compression is the thing that caused it. Did, does that mean Henry VIII wore compression calves? <laughs> well, he did actually look like he wore compression, didn't he? That's... Breaches, tight breaches. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe that was it. But I, I certainly, yeah, when I got it, um, I certainly wasn't wearing any compression. Um, the, 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 you, the thing you, is, could you have had the, shoes or socks during a run that were particularly tight and you hadn't realised? Um, I mean, that could be it. Like maybe your foot, sometimes I think with your, so one of the, when I went to the NHS and um, I saw uh, podiatrists and things like that, they were talking about all the things that are traditionally known for for getting gout and that's all about dietary um and kind of all the all that kind of uh, stuff that we traditionally know different doctors were saying dehydration and a lot of people have said about dehydration being being an issue as well um and also uh, friction causing causing it as well although again there are other people who say that got nothing to do with friction so this it, it's not settled in any way um, this is the first time I've heard about compression being an issue and causing that, even though there's, then it's not 100% clear that it was the compression sock. It's just, mm. it, it may have, it's a... Um, uh, Maybe it's current, a just a coincidence. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, someone that doesn't have, you know, doesn't eat red meat and alcohol and stuff like that, there, there is something... Yeah. The, the interesting thing about this is that one of the things that I tried when I, when I had gout um, mm. the second time was, um, you know, uh, actually, well, this sounds a bit mad. Um, actually, trying to massage the area around it in order to try and get the circulation going, um, and that seemed to ease the symptoms of it. So, circulation does seem to be something that is that is relevant here. So, I don't, you know, and this kind of speaks to that as well that there is there is some kind of issue with circulation. Um, and that's so, we we often though as runners are told compression is good so there is that's the danger isn't it when we you know i've i've worn compression tights before um when i slept when i was training for mds similar to johnny but they went all the way down and people sometimes wear compression tights on planes because of deep vein thrombosis uh, we wear calf guards arm guards sometimes when we run and is this the risk I know. It's, I, I, don't, I don't think there are any other situations. Mind you, this is the weird thing. There might be other situations where this has happened. It's just everyone is so embarrassed about saying that they've got gout. It's that no one comes mm. out. I mean, no, announcing that I've got gout on the podcast, the amount of people that email me and said, oh, I've had gout and I'm only 21 and I don't eat this, or I've had gout and it's you know quite embarrassing, just because it's, it's quite an embarrassing um, condition to have. Mm. And... That maybe maybe this has happened a lot. Of, that's the thing. There needs to be some kind of um, some some way of actually bringing together other people's experiences. This because all we ever hear about is you know gout caused by the conditions we expect it to be caused by. Um, you know, we need a gout geezer. We need a gout. We need a gout geezer. A gout mare. Gout. Get out. We need Danny Dart. Gout. Get out. Get out. But that's really. But it's really interesting to. Um, 
so thank you for everyone that sent me messages um because i think <laughs> because i think that the idea was that you know even if someone who is in the olympic trials has got gout it doesn't mm. necessarily mean it's a sign that you are uh, unfit unhealthy and, and generally shit at life that actually it does affect all kinds of people so i do i do appreciate everyone that sent me messages around and that. did you see did you see it to the end of the race because th- this is one thing where what's brilliant about the uk champs is that it's the london marathon which is super cool which means you can qualify good for age and uh, not good for age you can, you can qualify as uk championship start you get your own separate start allow me to do the um the 400 meter dash but really really cool that that is our uk championships but on the downside it means we're denied the experience that we had on friday where you can actually we you never really know where the Brits come in the marathon because they're so far back. So, <laughs> are you going to be watching for who's in nineteenth, twenty seventh, thirty third? No, because it it it's so diluted from the cameras at the front and so far removed. Whereas this was beautiful, where you genuinely got to see a race unfolding between the runners at the front. And Chris Thompson, who's 39, had a kid this week. And I've, I can't remember. Well, two things that struck me. One, one is you could see him in a, you could see his eyes and you could see the way he's running. And he was experiencing one of those times where, you know, when you're in a race and it hurts, but you know you've got it. And you're, you're still quite a few miles out and you're, pushing hard but you just know it you, you th- there comes a point where the wall's not going to hit you know you're, you just know from here on in you're just carrying on this run and nothing in the world will stop you you could see he was in that moment where he was looking he was he looking like a boss going around but i can't remember the last time i've seen someone finish a race and just be so overwhelmed and so excited and emotional it was just incredible to see because I, I just don't think he expected it. he came from behind and i think we should have like america like a lot of countries our own separate olympic trials for the marathon that is not the london marathon and i know that's going to be difficult because you've got to do a different race and actually it's difficult because then do people want to run london and do they do this as well but i think we're denying the opportunity for these people to to win a race outright but also we've always said how we've been saying recently that people aren't getting funding because they're not working on their instagram enough and they're not big enough influencers and we speak to brooks and essex and they're they're looking for the personality behind it well how do you how do you build a following how do you show your personality by being on tv and by being like when you're on TV, people talked about the runners. I had no idea about the details of these runners before. And they filled out questionnaires. And the the commentator who's got two and a half hours to fill uh, just talking about 10 people, you find out about these people. And I think that's so important for future funding, for their profile, for increasing the profile of the sport and for giving them a platform and and the opportunity to to truly race each other as opposed to just being in another race where i remember with the big half where we saw 
the winner of the women's, uh, Charlotte Perdue, was running with uh, with Rich and with various other runners I knew. And you haven't got the race in the same way you would where the females are running together because they're jumping on the shoulders of faster men's packs. And I, I just think we should get a, a British Olympic trials now. Yeah, I think it has been, it's been a bit eye-opening for everyone. And everyone, the, the response has been incredible to it, you know, mm. the excitement of it and everything else that's gone with it. Um, but I love that. I love the idea that they filled out questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. But that, that shows how, how small their profile is. I mean, maybe it's just laziness, laziness and convenience or probably convenience hey, and efficiency. It's a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, and, but they should do that, really, with with the big races, because we don't really know much about the African runners a lot of the time in the Olympics. We do a bit more in something like the London Marathon, but um, there it's seems very, to be... The thing is, it's very light. It's, it's, only, it's, it's only in the narrow band of, uh, of understanding about what their previous results were or anything else like that. You never find out any colour about yeah about that mm. unless unless someone like, you know, Brendan Rogers is not Brendan Rogers. <laughs> What's his name? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser has um uh, has, has personally experienced it himself and can tell that story. It's not Brendan Fraser, by the way. Isn't it? I don't think it is. <laughs> I thought Brendan Fraser was in the mummy. Brendan Fraser was on the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I dropped it in there. What's you ran with it. I, thought, I didn't think you were going to run with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like the no, we've got to get his name because Brendan Foster. That's Brendan, it, Brendan yeah. Foster. But that's the thing. We we people say it's boring, and people and the runners are boring, and that's because we're not giving them the opportunity. And and when you interview them at the end of the marathon, it's pretty hard to be crazy exciting. You've run a marathon, and um. And yeah, they they should be able. They should it should be their duty to insert that color into the race format, or like interview these people beforehand, so that during the race you can you can say what's your race strategy going to be like, who do you think your competition should be, get the inserts ready, and hopefully that will happen because this was the first time they'd done it. It was done online, and it it, it wasn't big budget, but why not make it? bigger budget because the better you do it the more people watch and this is something that's on youtube forever and people have in the background when because it started at silly o'clock um so yeah I, let's make it big yeah and like it's interesting with the with the marathon with the point that you make there that they with the charity runners they go into background and detail in ways that that you know, mm. finding mm. out about their lives and their motivations and things like that yet when it comes to like the elite runners it, it's just every single time there is a really trite shot of you know a, a runner in their village um or you know training mm. you know in the you know where they train on you know during most of the year and then cutting to previous races they've done and that's it that's all we really ever know mm. about that it's like it, it's almost as though they don't have a life or they don't have any kind of motivation outside of the running and so you never like you never get more than you know than a sort of a few inches deep on on who those runners are and and what motivates them and because i think that was the most interesting thing that you know 
you pointed out before was the um, uh, spat between Hayley Gebra Selassie and, um, and Mo. No fair. And that was like the most exciting thing that probably both of them it appears to have been involved in that came out of nowhere. And you're like, what, what, what's been brewing behind this? We want, this needs to get more East Enders. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're, you know, they're, obviously there is a lot more going on. Um, it's just, I don't feel like the, either, you know, BBC Sport or whatever, do a good enough job bringing that to the fore. And making it, yeah, uh, making yeah. it more, more about the about the wider person as well, because it, yeah, and as soon as you know more about them, it's easier to find out more about them, and you're more engaged, and you, yeah. But do you see as well? Chris was wearing the blacked out shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, and this, I mean, how can shoes not be banned when other athletes have to wear blacked out shoes? And even on running, who sponsor him, they put a statement out about it which is pretty cool by then because they said we've got some great trainers but our next our next generation isn't out yet so we want our athlete to win and to do well um, and we'd rather that than they wear our shoot trainers and um, and we're going to have a next generation soon but but I, I just don't see how you can argue that it's fair or right to have these trainers when athletes are having to wear blacked out ones and having to put their basically put their livelihood at risk to be able to compete on a level playing field. Can't That's think crazy. of a single reason why these shoes exist. Well, it's why these shoes are allowed. It's absolutely... Um, we talked a bit about the past in trainers, how there are companies that exist just by adapting existing trainers. This one is interesting because Nike are suing one of the trainer designers and little nas x as well oh really yeah um you know little nas x from uh, oh are these the blood trainers me. the blood trainers yeah incredible yes, right heard about this yeah and super funny so they've made a pair of trainers called satan shoes <laughs> <laughs> it's fairly controversial they're making 666 pairs of them and th the trainers contain one drop of human blood on a locket that is attached to the trainer. So these are adaptive Nike shoes. And so Nike are then in suing MSCHF, who are the company that have, have done the collaboration, for infringement and diluting its trademark because they've, they've changed the trademark into a red and black devil-themed shoe which I've, I haven't seen a pair of the shoes yet. I want to see them. They, they sound incredible. How much do you think they are? $500. $1,000. Oh, oh, I suppose human blood. Yes, yes. That's whose blood oh, though? Is it his, yeah. his blood? Oh, that's what I don't know. You'd want it to be, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd expect at least his blood. I mean, they're... They're all black and they've got the, is it the pent, pentacross? Pentagram. Pentagram. There's a pentagram locket with the blood in the middle. Uh, I mean, they don't look that great, I don't think. But it's weird, isn't it, that Nike have, do you think Nike are doing this for PR? Oh, yeah. I mean, <sighs> do, you think they're, do you think they actually care 
and they're thinking, let's get some hype. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Oh. I don't know who who are who are the investors in Nike. I mean, this is a, a it's it's, a, it's got six 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 written on the back of it. It's if you if you have yeah in America, um, uh, Christian business is very serious, and if you've got investors who are who are like that, then maybe they don't have a choice. Maybe mm. this is something that they have to do. And the other thing about it is that you know um, anyone that's ever had a trademark knows that if someone uses your trademark in a in an incorrect way, you have to start infringement proceedings again because you have to be seen to be um yeah in your trademark yeah. as well i guess you don't so want to open that might, door do you this may this may just be simply protecting shareholder value so it it it, it could be one or the could be one or the other um and i'm sure i'm sure they've probably you, you think they're savvy enough that they've probably already sorted and decided all of this beforehand and they're saying we're going to sue you but we'll just do an out-of-court assessment that we've already decided contractually is this um yeah 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 but do do bad is do you want us to do our own adapted trainer of a, do you want us to ruin a pair of nikes for you if so how much BBR are you willing to pay shoe? what would a bbr <laughs> shoe look like it would just be like felt tipped bbr on the side of it wouldn't it or... um we can put a scoop of my asda car park in every trainer <laughs> well that was little little car park was so it? little so little car park, little car. Park. Oh, I mean, every, every shoe comes with David's fecal matter. If, if, if we, I mean, if we if we get enough buyers, I'll go to a, an Asda car park. We can do a range. We can do a range. <laughs> and... do, I, I I would prefer fecal matter from a Waitrose car park if that's okay, yeah. David. I just have a for the week before I'd only bit... eat. <laughs> week before I'd only eat from that car park. Uh, so from that uh, from that it store, is... so you know I the quality. Love... I do love how it's in BBRC colours, though. <laughs> it's not—it's not a huge, a huge uh, jump to uh, to adapt this. And it'd be interesting to just see how how expensive those trainers become, because I imagine they're pre-sold to known buyers, a lot of them, and then they're also uh, and 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 then you you need to know someone to be able to get your hands on them. And they're then flipped for a huge amount more um, in cars. Right, should we... Ah, now, one more thing before we finish. Uh, there's a new app called Parrot Run. Have you heard of this? What's it called? Carrot, I've taken a screenshot. Carrot.run. Carrot Run. Do we think this is going to be a good idea? Is this Do we where think we chase ginger off? people? <laughs> so, is, this, is it okay? Is that is that not politically correct anymore to laugh at Jeff? I'm not people? sure. Is that? I'm not sure. I mean, I laughed at it, but maybe. Well, well it, we laughed at it because it. If it's politically insensitive, just make out JD's the bad guy. Can you edit out my laugh? And I go, come on now, man, come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this was. I, I don't know whether this is a come about because park runs are around anymore whether they're jumping on that but the idea is so the summary carrot.run was born out of the frustration of there being a consistent global accessible handicap method of 5k running accessible to everyone each runner has their unique carrot target time which changes every week when they run you just run a 5k any day so long as it's before the saturday 6 p.m cutoff go into the app and it then um it then shows you your 
carrot lead position. It's basically a handicap where you connect with friends, you connect with leagues, and you have to improve or you have to battle based on your previous 5K time and your next 5K time. I mean, does that, I think it's fun, nice. Do you think it's, is it, are people just going to cheat on it? Are people going to game it? Like, would, is it, is that going to encourage people more, you think? There'll always be people that game it. I think, I think that's, that sounds very sensible. I, the thing is, why would you game it? Like, it, really, what is the, you know. Maybe, well, maybe mainly but because I can, see, I can see that be, that's quite a useful, a useful tool just for yourself. Um, mm. If you if you're serious about doing it, it just it just adds a little bit of a game element to it, doesn't it? Why carrots though? What, what's what's the carrot? Is it just what the URL that was? Available I assume carrot and stick. Yeah, carrot and stick. Oh, oh. I so think. what's the stick run app then? What does that do? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that'd be good. That's the, you need the that, stick one. Could you could you could you imagine what your Garmin would say to you on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Today's gonna be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, what, too what do you think. Um, I don't know. I, I I can't see it being something you'd use more than a few times because I, the idea of having leagues and like leaderboards of all your friends. Um. Is that a similar thing that you'd get in a running club? Wouldn't you know a running club would do that kind of thing? Is that you know if you're not in a running club, it's it's quite a good way of. We might you might do it, you but the handicap's fun as a race more than a virtual race because you see everyone start off, and you're there waiting, and you're you're physically chasing people down, and in theory, if the handicapper has done it perfectly you all cross the line at the same time, the finish right. line. And so you've suddenly got this concertina reduction where everyone's getting closer as you fit. And so that is a really fun part of it, where you're constantly chasing someone down who is a slower runner than you in theory, but you also know you've got the faster runners in your club behind you chasing you down. So you're constantly on edge. I, but I don't know if enough people run 5K. I think the, the global leaderboard, you'll always get people who want to know what they're doing and yeah. be able to publish that. And maybe it's something people will share as their Instagram profile. Top three, Carrot Live, 5K runner, Feb 2020. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know if enough people do a 5K every week for to have – Elite, like if say we had a, a a bad boy one, you need everyone doing it in your group each week to then create that battle environment. And it, I think it then did it, well it it then would shape your training too much or your focus too much just around that one five k, which I don't think is an exciting or enough of a run. For you to sacrifice all of your training or all of your plans just that each week the all of you and your friends do that that yeah but mate we're 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 used to training well we do training hard we do big races we maybe it will be different if you you're more of a casual runner that i don't know the doorbell's just gone because he's got the hairdryer on so she won't know it's gone so i'm gonna have to do the door
Sorry, buddy. Back in a sec. <laughs> well, that would. Uh, that's why we don't do live podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but we can talk about that actually. So, do bad as we we may in this episode or previous episodes gone by, we're slightly changing the way the format works. Um, partly because, well, the idea is we're going to have the interview and we're going to have separately our conversations about what we're doing, about what's happening, the races. It's partly because we we want we want to allow people to just pick and choose a bit more. And so there's more flexibility. It's partly because we're a little bit worried that when you try and listen to someone who you really like as an interview, You've got to listen to our drivel for about an hour first, and it may be. Uh, I have to be involved be... with that drivel for, for, for <laughs> an hour beforehand. So. It, yeah, well, it, it may be an obstacle for people to to fully getting involved in it. Um, yeah, and so we wanted to we we wanted to just see what the numbers were like, partly, but also to um, give greater flexibility in, into how people listen. So. Let us know what you think of that, if that's good or it's bad. Um, it's going to be interesting for us to see, does anyone actually want to listen to us? Or is it just that we get guests that are good? <laughs> I, think we, I think we know the but, answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I think we do know the answer to that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there is a chance we might be doing another bird episode with Ali in the future. Partly depends on time and um, her desire get involved but watch this space so that's our episode we normally ask you to recommend future guests but um we that isn't on this episode but what we will say is we really want to get more engaged in the community and have more of a feedback loop um we are now we're on top of our email addresses and things so do email us letters at badboyrunning.com or jody at or david at at badboyrunning.com and we want to involve you more in each of these episodes, your experiences and your funny stories, because actually we've got a few funny stories. But if you get involved, it's going to be funny stories times 10,000. Well, probably times about 20,000, given the, the typical breadth of listen, listener. And so we'd love to be able to use that to get real insight and real entertainment from across our community. So especially, especially outside of the UK. So we know that we've got a lot of listeners outside the UK, but we don't tend to hear a lot um, from, from people outside the UK. So if we want to hear about your experiences in races, you know, what the situation's like in your country, anything like that, that you think you, you know, you can, you can bring to it. We want to hear about it. And we also want to, hear your funny reviews we're going to read out any funny ones so one example of this is from it's, it's a review from jody's sister which uh the good thing is what? about apple what? the good thing is about apple you can you can write your own name as your reviewer so this says when your former but, but, lover but... meets your family oh five star God. imagine going for a run with your former and superbly impressive lover whispering in one ear your, uh, your brother in the other. Welcome to Bad Boy Running. So those are the kind. <laughs> That's sick. Those are the kind of reviews we want to hear from you. So, what I like um, about that. What I like about that is that that person. Because the thing is, you can when you change your username, 
that username stays with you on every other review you do <laughs> and everything else. So someone, if that still is Jodie's sister, in is showing up elsewhere on iTunes and everywhere else on Apple as Jodie's sister. And I hope it's causing you problems. <laughs> would it be causing them problems or would it be causing, causing your sister problems? No. Why, I don't, why are we even talking about this? <laughs> We've talked a lot of family today. <laughs> so, um, do matters. Get on iTunes, ideally. But if you listen on Stitcher, if you listen on Google, please do leave us a review. For one, we can read it out and hopefully entertain you. But it genuinely does help with our profile, which helps us get better better guests. Better guests means better content for you. So, um, please review us. Please subscribe. Come join the group where we post, well, other people post do better stories like the guy, the gout one. Um, and you can tag us in there as well for future guests. Anything you want to throw into the mix, JD? Uh, yeah, try when you, when you do come into the group, try not to post um, uh, offensive content or anything. We're, we're, we're pretty strict on, on that kind of stuff. This isn't like one of those other running groups. Um, we, uh, we are. What was the what's the phrase that Ali always uses? Uh, you could dick around, but don't be a dick. I think that's quite a good motto, really, for for everything. Yeah. But it's a good it's it's a good group. Get involved um, and you know join the conversation. Um, if you don't, if you struggle to understand what everyone's talking about, make sure that you go back and listen to the um, A to Z of BBR, um, which is an epic epic listen in itself. But hopefully, will explain everything that's been spoken about. Yeah, so for example, the Run Like a Co, that is a recent addition to our lexicography, RLAC, which the Co stands for the C-bomb. Or when you get an STI, a short-term injury. Lots of things like that that people use in the group. Um, They have just cropped up in previous episodes, but the A to Z tried to go through all of them in one episode. Well, in three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's almost a a highlight of our stupidity, um, which, as you know, is very stupid at times. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you like the the new format. Let us know what you know on that, um, and any suggestions of other things we should talk about. Messages. Let us at badboyrunning.com, and we'll see you next time. Bye 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 admit I was a clone to be messing around but that doesn't mean that you have to leave town come back yes and give me one more try cause a love like this should I never ever die come back fuck you buddy